This lecture by Trigueirinho, with simultaneous translation into English, was recorded live in Brazil in September 2003. Nesse livro Bases do Mundo Ardente, the book Bases of the Fiery World contains many points for us então, to contact superphysical levels. The book has a section of questions and answers which greatly clarify this for us and which express the needs of many people who are taking up this mental process fully and responsibly, and following these questions and answers that clarify various aspects for us, we can find practical examples of contacts with this higher mental level to which the book refers, where geometrical elements begin to come up. Passages about the teaching and impulses follow these, and at the end, Geometrical symbols are presented with exercises pertaining to each one. So it's a very comprehensive book. And at a certain point, it shows us the transition from our individual work to group work. But this is very subtle within the book. So we put effort into our individual work. But later on, we get into group work in a very natural way. Today we are going to look at how these groups are formed. Our communication with the superphysical world, our communication with this inner world is very subtle. And we do not attain this by exerting ourselves, rather through self-giving, the giving of self, and through aspiration and the will, this aspiration to attain this. These worlds, or these fiery energies, this fiery life, are not revealed on the material levels. They are revealed on the etheric levels or on the astral levels, that is, on the inner levels, on subtle levels or even deeper. So these worlds and this life are not very evident at the level of our personality because our personality level is very much in contact with forms, with the external material part of life. But these worlds, or what is concealed in these worlds, unfolds itself to us through our souls and gives us this fiery life, this life on those levels of fire. This happens through our contact with our soul and our soul then gradually experiences this. Therefore, this path is unknown to most people because the majority are used to attaining things through the senses 
through physical senses, through intelligence, and so forth. But the way to this, the pathway to enter those levels, those worlds, is not the same as the path the personality uses to attain things and to follow the ways of this world. The conditions to attain this are the surrendering of the self and profound aspiration, this deep desire to attain all of this. When we begin to make these contacts, we often begin without noticing it, without realizing it, in dreams or through some impressions. We begin to see things in a different way. We begin to understand things differently. We begin to see people more in depth. And this shows that we are starting to get in touch with these worlds. But when we first begin these contacts and therefore begin to see things from within, many of our psychic tendencies begin to interfere. So in the beginning, we cannot have a clear idea of the inner worlds. In the beginning, we cannot contact these situations, these fires, very clearly or very purely because our psychic side, our personal subconscious elements and even sometimes our conscious elements intrude there. And many schematic ideas that we come across, many inner situations that we thought were inner situations, are not pure at first. They are all mixed up with these psychic things of ours, with our tendencies, or with some memory of ours that might have been stored in the subconscious. So we are always subject to this contamination from our own psychic world, from our own view of life, because in an inner vision or an inner contact, this reaches us through our senses, through our ability to pick things up. So this gets mixed up in our psychic, in our way of being, it gets entangled in our personality, so we have to be very calm when facing all these things because we have to learn how to interpret them. Not that these things are so complicated, they are very clear, but we have to interpret them to, so that we can discern what is personal there and what we have interjected there without even meaning to and what really came from there which is genuine and authentic and real. Even in higher mental contact, even when you dream or see a geometric figure, you gradually learn to distinguish the real figure that was projected from those higher mental levels from those figures created by your desire. So you will be able to compare a geometric figure, a triangle coming from the abstract mental level, with a triangle that your emotional level created through its desire to see a triangle, through its desire to participate in this life. 
Then you will see how the figure created by your emotions or the one formed by your mental level is much more unrefined, it is denser, it has color, it has much of your own nature in it, it is made to your liking, it is made for you to admire, for you to consider pretty, for you to get excited over. It is not a pure figure that descends and sensitizes you in other ways, it brings about another kind of effect in you. It is quite different to that childish satisfaction felt by those who dream about these things and are very consoled by them. These things are projections of one's own desire to dream about them. So this should have to be very clear to us so that we could have these experiences, these dreams, very unrestrictedly, very free from this contamination of those things of ours that are projected on those mental screens. In the first part of the book, we can find the details for one to follow this pathway securely and not to be deluded by these contexts. And one of the first conditions, which we must see if we already have, if it is already present in us, is to avoid seeking phenomena. All kinds of psychic or the other phenomena should already have been put behind us. We should no longer be interested in them. So we should not be concerned with phenomena, but rather seek to understand things that are already free from form. Because what are phenomena? They are incidents that have a variety of forms, and we have to focus our interests well above phenomena so that we can have a path that is open safe and free and not misleading. Wherever there are phenomena, we find illusions. We find other laws, we find human desires as well as other gimmicks. Here, even when we come across phenomena, we have to experience them all in a very simple way, in a very impersonal way, because these phenomena are all material. And we have to be interested in what is beyond phenomena. There is a way to know things. There is a way to see things. There is a way to hear. There is a way to learn without pursuing phenomena. And this is what we have to seek. This should be our goal. So that all the teaching in the book, Bases of the Fiery World, and all the teaching of the higher mental world can become as pure as possible so that it may really bring about in us a shift in the senses, in the impressions, in this human way of learning and being, a shift towards a superhuman way, a higher way, that comes from this fiery world. And why? Because this higher way is located between the intuitive and the divine levels. It is not part of our mental, emotional, and physical etheric levels. And something else to get into this work very consciously, besides not being interested in phenomena, 
se nós não estamos is for us to make sure that we have not become crystallized if we have not stopped at some impression at some phase that is already obsolete that we have already resolved that we have already understood and we stay stuck in there we stay crystallized there so we have to be very attentive not to come to a standstill at any state Nesta busca. that we have already attained in Qualquer our quest. Whatever may come to us through some dream or intuition or some information that we may receive, whatever the point may be, it really has to be put into practice because if the pointers received in this way are not put into practice, this means that the channel will be interrupted and no more guidance will come. So people who begin this path and begin to dream, to see things, they begin to hear guidance. These are real, even though they are mixed up with their own psychism. They are all based on the teachings. They're always, they always have a real basis. But in this process of receiving these things, of intuiting, of receiving guidance, if we fail to put something into practice, everything stops. It doesn't continue. It doesn't progress. Because we cannot jump ahead. We cannot skip stages in this. So if we have been given teaching and we don't live what we have been taught, we will not enter the next phase. This is very important, and this is very evident in this mental life, this fiery life, in our contacts with these worlds. And then we also have to have practiced detachment detachment from the results of our work. Because we might be working very honestly, we might be aspiring wholeheartedly, but we also have to be very careful not to expect results from these studies, from this quest. We have to seek as if nothing were to be gained from it. We have to work as if no results were meant to be achieved. If results do come about, we have to regard them in a very neutral way, very passively, so that we don't become crystallized at that point. And if no results come, then we have to make sure that we are detached from the need to see results. Do you see how these levels are fragile, how this fiery world is fragile, and how our attitude, our preparation, takes place through subtle things, through the tiniest matters, which are, are unimportant in the emotional life, in the common mental life, where they don't have significance the way they do here. But here, these tiny things, these details make a great difference. And in the higher mind, this habit we have of seeking results is considered to be a tendency towards black magic. You can see then how different values are on those levels. Here in human life, in commonplace mental life, 
It's important to expect results. In a higher world, the fiery world, to seek results really means that if the person had the proper tools, he or she would use them for any kind of work without any discernment. This means the person is capable of doing black magic. So you see how different the concept is, how different the standpoint is in regarding to seeking results, how different the concept is of expecting results from the work you are doing. This is understandable here in the human world. But in the higher mental world, in the fiery world, this is a real obstacle. This is a very cumbersome psychic load. So we have to be very aware of all this, aware of whatever comes as an impression or as a vision or as a dream or as an imagination and separate what is real for us from what was projected there by our personality, by our desires, or by the desires of others. Do you see how this work is intricate? In the human world, if somebody wants to do us some good, this can be of some help to us here. But in this inner world, in this subtle world, if somebody wishes us to be a certain way, this creates a thought form. And we can pick this up and interpret it as some message from that world, whereas it was not. It was a projection or the desire of a friend. It was the projection of somebody's wishes that is connected with our process. So we can see how much impersonality we need in order to deal with these things. Those who still have personal ties with others, entanglements, difficulties, all of this has to be cleared up before we begin this work, before we contact this fiery world and the things of this world which are always available to us, which are there for us to begin to reach with our higher mind and with our intuition. And then there is also humility, which must always be present. Humility means that everything positive that is happening to you is not your own work. It is not your own doing. You are not the one who did that. Humility is for you to regard all these things as if they were not yours. They do not come because you deserve them. They do not come because you have worked to produce them. Here one needs a lot of humility. One must be always grateful for whatever comes because it really comes from another level, not from the level of our human desires. So it really has nothing to do with our human desires. Now the heart, this way of knowing, familiar to all of us, because all of you must have already had experiences of knowing something through your mind or knowing something through experience or knowing something through your heart, 
All of you must have already had that experience and you have already seen the difference. When you know something from your own experience, this is very limited. The life that you have lived, the things you have learned, all that you have built mentally, this is all very limited as knowledge. If compared with the knowledge that comes through the heart. When something comes through the heart, you may even wonder, where is this coming from? And it is coming from you, except that it comes through a way where there is none of this confusion, where your former experiences do not intervene as a bias. It does not get mixed up in there as artificial data because your previous experience has nothing to do with this new thing. It has no value for this new knowledge. So you may have experience in many things and your mind may then tell you that you do know, that you do understand. But if your heart shows you, you will see that you really don't know anything at all because the vision of the heart is different. The heart sees in another way. That is, the heart sees without any conditioning. The heart sees without any of those phony sentiments or those mental disagreements between people, those human things that you know. So the heart is free of all this. And when these things come through the heart, you are completely taken by surprise and you say, how did this get here? I have never dealt with this before. I could never have imagined that I would perceive it this way. I had never thought of this. I have never experienced this. And this comes through the heart. So you live this through your heart. This path of the heart is very important here because it gives you exactly what you need at the time, the understanding that is possible at that moment. And through the heart you have the assurance, the confidence, which your mind cannot give you with the same intensity because the mind is divided. The mind is full of doubts. The mind is uncertain. The mind can make a mistake. The mind can see things in a confused way. And this never happens with the heart. Those who are used to the fires of the mind those who are used to those mental constructs, to mental knowledge, to mental discernment, which are also very important in some of our phases, those who are used to all of this and then have their first experience with the heart, they will see the difference, they will notice the difference, and they will see that it takes hard work to see things with one's mind. But to see with one's heart, one has to have surrendered. One has to be humble and to have annulled one's own self. In that sense, in which people are not really willing to be annulled. So through these fires of the heart, through this fiery world, through the heart, we know without thinking, we know without deducing, we know without comparing, 
and we know without analyzing. Because we know that analyzing and making comparisons, all of this can take us into various directions that would differ from those which we would take through our heart. And through the heart we have knowledge that does not depend on any of that. And this fire, this spark of the fiery world, which is one of the basis for knowledge of this world, this fire is present when we gradually surrender and gradually rid ourselves of all these things that we have been referring to here. At this time, we begin to transcend individual life because we're very accustomed to living individually, so much so that when we form a group, when we begin to come together as a group, when we begin to organize the sectors, we do this individually. We look at this person or at that one or the other to see how they get along, how they attune. Isn't it this how we do it? I don't like this person or I'm going over there. I can't bear so and so. We cannot work together. But here a complete upheaval takes place in all of this because a group is not really formed in this way as it is on the physical level with the fires of the mind or as it draws together human tendencies of people who work well together or who don't work well together. These groups are not formed like that. The real working groups for people who are following the path are not formed by joining people together. These groups that are stimulated to appear, to emerge on the surface of the earth, to do the real planetary work, these groups are always projections of councils Projections of councils that are consciousnesses which govern life on the planet. And the structures of one of these groups, of one of these groups which we are being invited to form and to join, these structures are not based only on external needs and are not based only on people who are available because any person will do when the group is really formed according to the projection of a higher group. So here in the book, Bases of the Fiery World, on page 28, there is a very important section in this regard because it's never too late for us to re-examine our groups, to see our groups from a higher perspective, from the point of view of fire, and not from a practical human point of view, the way groups are formed here. And on page 28, there is a geometric design that is also on the cover of the book, and this represents the group of 18 members. 18 members is simply an example that is presented because any group with more than 18 participants is also able to form this design. So a group composes these geometrical figures, a group forms these designs, 
And the ability to work does not come from the people in the group. You see how mistaken these groups are? You put people who get along together to form a group, and someone who does not fit in, you put into another section, into another group. If you read between the lines, this is exactly what the book is asking us to transcend, because we need to form figures that correspond to these geometric energies, to these higher ideas, groups that correspond to a movement, that correspond to the energy of these inner councils, which are consciousnesses that are grouped Geometrically. So here we have an example of a group of 18 people and how this group is organized, how it is structured so that it can function as an extension of the council, the superphysical council, rather than function according to the capabilities of the humans who make up that group. If we follow a group as humans following our tendencies, our idiosyncrasies, the work that we manage to fulfill will be limited. We will be doing 20% or 30% of what is necessary for the task. But if a group is not formed in this way, if a group follows a design that came down from a superphysical level, and the design is always geometric, because in that geometry, in those designs, there is a relationship of energies, a relationship of power that which is not personal. In a human group, you have to have two people who are similar for things to work out. In this group, in this real group, the people are opposites. The people are opposites and things work out. Because it is not the people in themselves. It is what the people form by coming together. It is what they manage to form in coming together. If we could finally see this clearly, we would see that any person would do to form the group. If we really formed the group by bringing together these energies geometrically. This is a very daring thing to say and not very credible. But if a group is formed in the fire away, if a group is formed geometrically, and this corresponds to the inner inspiration of the group, you can change people around, one person can leave, another person can arrive, one can be incompetent, another not, but everything works out properly. This is the point we would have to reach in order to really change our attitude and to really be in group work in a different way. This topic could not be overlooked when reviewing this book because it is very important. This would put an end to all our personal concerns within a group. There are ridiculous matters that only hinder the flow of energy. People are together in a section, in an area, in an environment, not because they get on well together or are tuned. They are following designs. If you change people around, everything continues the same. If that shape was formed geometrically, it was formed so as to correspond to the inner formation of a council which is inspiring that group. 
So in this design that we are using as a model, we have a triangle within a square. Beyond this square, there is a five-pointed star, and there is a hexagon surrounding everything. If you were to count all of these lines, you would find 18. This is a sum of 18 people. But these people are not grouped in a haphazard manner. It was not you who subdivided those participants. Those people are forming something. For example, the triangle in the center means you really need three people in the center of a group. In the center of a group, there must be three people who must be the most connected of all to the point in the center of that triangle. The point is the central coordination of the group represented here in this figure by a dot. So there is a center coordination of the group which represents the center of the council. Then surrounding it, there are three people who need to be there as the direct contact with that central point, because the entire group cannot be in direct contact with that central point. That's impossible. The rest of the group has other tasks, other functions, and the three in the triangle that are in contact with the coordination form a very intricate situation because they must be able to be in contact with that point and therefore to be very impersonal. Because that central point is not a person. That point is the synthesis where things must reach. So there is no need for more than three persons to remain in contact with this point in an integral, in a correct way. This is very necessary. Now the next echelon around this triangle is a square. This square, that is to say, these four people who are in direct contact with these three, who are the base, the essence of the group formation, this square is a link between the energy of this center and the rest of the group. So here, there must be four very special people who have to be the link between what is happening in the center and all the rest of the group, and all the members who are in other positions, who have other tasks. The triangle with the square surrounding it have different roles, as we have seen. The triangle and the square add up to seven members. These seven people, three with one kind of role and four with other roles, these seven people in this type of group form a team, and this team must establish and take note of and organize all that is to be carried out. So you see, what needs to be carried out and the management of what needs to be carried out is not done through the point, nor the three, nor the four. It is done with the four and the three together. So they must form a team of seven in order to unite these things and thus administer them.
Além disto, Besides há this, na figura a estrela de cinco pontas, que são outros elementos. Design, e esses cinco elementos simbolizam a própria energia do desenvolvimento da consciência. muitos que se dedicam à instrução, so many who are dedicated to the teaching, many who are dedicated to the task of teaching are not in the center, nor are they in the triangle or the square. They are in this five-pointed star that surrounds it all because they hold the key for all expansion of consciousness. So they have to be present in an intermediate location, neither in the center of things nor in the perimeter of things. And here, five members are needed according to the design in the book. And these five in this position are the ones who really need to learn to listen, to touch, to see, to know, and to remain silent because they are the ones who really carry things out. If we reflect about this based on the book, and if we enter reality seen from this point of view, we will look around and see the group in a really different way and say that it is truly a pity when this group cannot be set up correctly. Right away we think, what a pity, we can't have a different configuration. But we are still in a human group. This person does not get along with that one, and so that person has to be changed and has to be calmed down. And all of this has nothing to do with the work. All of this distorts the group. All of this pulls the group away from the design it should have. I'm not talking about a specific group, I'm talking about groups in general. We're studying the topic, so we have to give examples. And those who represent the five-pointed star are the ones who really carry the work forward because they are learning how to listen, they are learning how to feel, they are learning how to perceive, they are learning how to see, they are beginning to know things and they're beginning to be silent. And they know how to hold silence because their work, their greatest work, is clearly on the inner level. And for a group like one of these, which is so special, and which really represents a true spiritual group linked to a council, the next echelon, is the hexagon, the shape of a hexagon. And that hexagon represents the six people or the six components who keep all of this integrated and keep all of this well protected and shielded from attack from the forces of involution, these six individuals whom we can call beings of prayer, beings who work on the inner levels, beings who are very devoted, who have surrendered themselves totally, and thus, these six persons who form this ring around the group would give the group inner strengthening. This surrounding devotion, prayer, this vigilance coming in from these six components, from these six persons, brings security to the group 
de não perder o contato and makes it possible for the group not to lose contact with higher things so this hexagon these six surrounding components are making sure that the contact of the group with the superphysical levels with the inner levels is neither lost nor interrupted esta estrutura nem sempre pode ser realizada well, this structure assim, cannot always be carried out so precisely aqui na terra, because here on earth têm que se groups have to be adjusted to the needs and also adjusted to the current reality because not all members are impersonal. We can see that one person likes another one but cannot stand the third and another feels uncomfortable with the fourth. So with all of this going on, Much gets excluded. This is carried out as well as possible with what there is, but this is not really the structure of the group. It is not meant to be this way. To adapt to needs does not mean to do things the way people want, which means they either cannot stand being together or they insist on being together. This is not a need. It is an illness that people have, not a need. Need has to do with circumstance. Need appears for the group to attend. Here one often has to change the design But when there is a shift in the design, it does not come about in response to people's idiosyncrasies. The need to shift comes from the need for service, planetary service, because these groups that are organized in this way are serving the planet. If a group manages to organize itself according to the council that is inspiring it, this group then begins to serve on a planetary level. This group even begins to have a planetary function. And the structure of the group has to adapt itself to these needs. I'm talking about three or four or five or six people. It also has to be very flexible because the need may change and you have to change the structure, you have to change the design. But this change can also take place because a change takes place in the stage of the group. There can be a change in the stage of the people involved. There can be a change in the stage of the service or even a change in the stage of the planet. So you really have to rearrange this design so this always has to be updated. When each member of a group remains a long time in the same position, This means that the group is becoming human, it is slowing down, and it is becoming crystallized. Because when a group really responds to a need, and all are following the rhythm of the need rather than a human movement, because a human movement is for you to become crystallized, and stay in one position until you die. This is natural in human groups. A person gets attached there and one had better not interfere, otherwise everything will fall apart. This is what really happens in a human group. So here it is the opposite. Here there is a willingness to keep on changing, not changing because of restlessness or because of uneasiness, or because one cannot keep at the same thing for a long time. One is always changing to keep up with the real need. And this hexagon, these people of prayer, these contemplatives who are the guardians of the group in this design of 18, they are six, a third of the group who have the task to pray 
to sustain. These six should be in inner contact with the councils, in contact with the source of inspiration of that group, for the group to be able to keep up with the changes, to keep up with the evolution of this design from this source which is inspiring the group. In the fiery world, in the inner world, these changes, this transformation is continuous. It never stops. Now here on the human level, you can see how many meetings are needed to bring about a change in a group, how much talk, how much care, how much compensation, how much mollycoddling are needed in order to make changes. And it is even a risk to make changes because we are not ready for this dynamic movement. People are not yet in that, this fire. They are still in the fire by friction. People are in terrestrial fire, in human fire. They are not yet in this fire of these worlds, on these fiery levels, when nothing is stagnant, nothing fixed, nothing crystallized. But this is not because people themselves have to change. This is because the very need is changing. The need is changing, and you cannot stay where you are when the need is changing. When the need is changing, you should keep up with that need. And what can happen in an external group structure is unpredictable. You can see how this book has many aspects that we never imagined, because in a book of a hundred and some pages, this is contained in only two or three paragraphs, because it is a very unobtrusive book, and it only shows these aspects, it only inspires these aspects to those who really want to know about these things. Otherwise, it would cause, cause a disorder, a confusion here in the external world and even be something meaningless. But if we gradually seek this world, this fiery world, and not this world where we have been focusing far too long, if we seek this fiery world, this inner world, Many external things, even in the organization of a group that pays more attention to the needs of people involved than to the real need of the task, even here, we can fulfill certain stages and we can contribute so that a projection here of those fiery worlds, that structure of fire of those worlds, that inner structure of those worlds may find attunement through us, a projection here in the terrestrial world and the existing groups, in the groups of people, in human groups. With groups of souls, it is different because when souls realize that they are a group, when they understand that they are a group, the souls are already on a different level. The souls are on the intuitive level, 
The souls are not here on the mental, emotional, or the terrestrial, etheric level. So they are already free from much contamination. The souls are on another level of relationship. And here, at the personality level, here in the world of incarnated souls, we should be very much like this hexagon in the role of praying, of attuning, of aligning, so that what is taking place here below can be the best possible. Now let us listen to the choir. Blessed is the being's deep teaching. It springs from the heart eternally alive that renews and unites. Be sure to follow the signs of the teaching. Be sure to follow the signs of the teaching. It will be the source of light in your life. With detachment and humility, follow the signs. With detachment and humility, follow the signs of the teaching. Of the teaching. So place this geometric design that is on the cover of the book in your heart because it can inspire many things in you. <laughs> 